0: Back to a new grip, the podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about purpose or lack of purpose and how it may be affecting our lives. So, purpose is kind of a big deal, and whether we want to admit it or not, it affects pretty much every decision we make in our lives. And so, um, if you examine your own purposes, you could probably see that depending on what we're chasing after, which is what purpose is, right? It's kind of what we're chasing after, what we determine to be important in our own lives. Um, right, it it is a, it's got a seat at the table for every decision we make. So if I think way back to when I was much younger, and my goal, my purpose, because those two things sometimes sound the same, goal and purposes, but my goal, my purpose was to play Major League Baseball. And that was fine for a long time, because I was blessed and had some success in baseball, but at some point... I started to question whether or not I was going to be able to achieve that purpose, and eventually I realized that that was not going to happen. I was not going to end up playing major league baseball, and that caused me to fall into a time of real uncertainty in my life because my purpose, which at that point was become kind of my foundation, and like we, like I just said, you know that, that caused me to make all the decisions I was making, like where I went to college and why, and what I was doing with my extra time. Right, that was all spent on baseball, and when I started to realize that that purpose was no longer in my within my reach, uh, then well, then my spare time looked different, and my decision-making, especially on big decisions, uh, that looked different too. So purpose plays a major role in our lives.
1: You think at every stage of your life how much your goals change or your purpose changes. When you're in high school, your purpose might be to do well on the football team or the volleyball team, or to have a great group of friends. Well, if those things aren't accomplished, you're left in a time of uncertainty and with a big gap to fill. You go to college and you are you might be working for a career or you might just be having fun more like I was. And um, when those things don't happen, when you don't achieve what you thought, there's another big gap. And you go into adulthood thinking, leaving these big gaps when things don't work out the way you wanted. And so that purpose is continuously changing depending on your circumstances. And that is just not the way God intended for our purpose to be, just ever-changing and uncertain and depending on a lot of variables. And as we have noticed through Michael's addiction to pornography, when you have that gap, there is something that seeks to fill that gap up. So could you speak a little bit on what you did to try to fill those gaps?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I've got a God-sized hole in my life, a void, that, that, and it's a vacuum. So it just kind of sucks anything in, right? But it's only designed for one thing to fit it, and that is a relationship with God. And so I, for a long time, was trying to put other things in there, including my pornography addiction, Right? But, of course, that never fulfilled that void. So I just kept needing more and more and more and more, right? which destroyed my life or nearly destroyed my entire life. Um, but I just needed more and more and more because it that thing was not designed to fill that void. right? And even afterwards, I can remember um, you know, I went to treatment and I was on a new path, but I still didn't have a very clear purpose. So I was still choosing things without a good, or without my true purpose. And that was leading into trouble. For instance, you know, I got, a, I had to leave a job that I had been working in because it just didn't fit with my new lifestyle. You know, it, it made it too easy for me to look at pornography. So I left that job, and I went to treatment, and I came back. But then I, was, I had this purpose. Well, I'm the provider of my family. I need to be able to provide. So instead of waiting for God to move, I jumped ahead. And I went and got another job. And that caused trouble because, again, I wasn't meeting, I wasn't fulfilling my true purpose. And so not having a clear purpose in my life really got me into trouble and caused me to choose things and make decisions that were not in line with God's will for my life. Because my purpose was not clear. And so I was jumping ahead. I was making mistakes. And maybe you've experienced that too, that you're... You're not tuned into what God has for you or God's plan for you, and uh, and you're you're trying to throw things into that void just like I was, and you're making poor decisions because of that, and you're seeing um, maybe some rotten fruit growing in your life because of the decisions you've been making, and that is no fun. That's no fun, especially when you you have these responsibilities. You're married, or um, and maybe you have kids, and you can see the effect it has on them. Right, and I know Melissa. I've uh, witness to this for years, and I I can remember it clearly just feeling negative and being sarcastic all the time and cynical
1: mm-hmm.
0: every day about everything. It seemed like that was, and you know, I just thought that was my personality. That's just who I was. You know, but on the other side of that now, being tuned into my real purpose, I can look back and see like, wow, all that stuff was like just this residue that came from chasing after these false purposes in my life. And realizing they weren't fulfilling anything. That they weren't filling that void in. They weren't giving me the fulfillment that God has for me. And so, because of that, I had this like bitter root that had grown up and was causing me to feel cynical and to feel negative and to be sarcastic with others and to just not be showing love at all. Who I did not show love to my wife, to my kids, to people around me. Um, just an ugly time in my life. But now I can look back and see that, right? And that is such a good lesson to be able to look back and see where I was at and see where God has brought me, but to also see why was I there, right? And I can look back and say, I did not have a clear purpose, right? I was not filling my void with the right stuff, the right thing. And so it's really good to be able to look back and to be able to dissect that and understand it. It helps me move forward. It also helps me to hold things up against my purpose and measure them and see if if they fit or not, and use it kind of like a filter. Because I've seen what has happened in the past when I didn't do a good job of that. And so now I I have that tool in my toolbox to be able to filter things against my true purpose.
1: And it's always very deceiving because they look like good things, right? Right. It looks like, you know, providing for your family. That's a good thing. Yeah,
0: when I took that job, I thought, oh yeah, here we go. This is a slam dunk. Here's this opportunity. I'm gonna make about the same amount of money I was making in the other job. Right. So we're going to be able to maintain our same level of lifestyle and I'll be able to you know, put food on the table and we'll be able to stay in this house or whatever, whatever. And so it just seemed like a, an easy decision, an easy choice.
1: And honestly, that happened time and time again. That wasn't the only time that you, right. yeah. you did it again. I mean, that was just one thing after another where you're trying to fill that gap with good things. And it looks like such a good path to take because, you know, you want to provide for your family. You want to do these things, be a good dad, be a good husband. But um, in the way that they were being filled, it wasn't God's best thing. And so it just never was really working out because it was more of an earthly um, purpose that you were trying to fill. But it's when you're filling that gap truly with what God wants, it's like the house on the rock where... I can't think of it. I think it's Matthew 7, the verses are, but I just think of the kids song where you build your house on the sand and when the rains come down, the house washes away. But when you build your house on the rock, on those truths, on God's purposes, it will be successful. It will stand the rain. It will stand the tornado or whatever comes your way. Um, You will be able to have a sure thing in God and nothing at all can take that away. And I think even as a wife, through Mike's pornography addiction, I put such a strong sense of purpose in even just us being successful as a family. So when my life was turned upside down through our marriage not being what it should have been, through Mm -hmm. not being able to fix Mike's addiction and um, just not having our family turning out the way that I wanted it to turn out, I just had no sense of purpose. My sense of purpose was failure. I was not able to see any kind of success and I wasn't putting God first. And when I, when my purpose shifted to put God first, even before your pornography addiction, before you went to treatment and those types of things, um, when my purpose shifted to just praising God, no matter what, to being able to glorify him, even if we had to sit in this, Junk for a while. Um, everything started to change in my attitude. Everything started when things started to change my attitude. Everything started to change my behavior, and I started to just all that bitterness and anger started to melt away, and I started to become positive even before everything changed for us. So, I know that um, just being able to build your house on the rock, no matter what is happening around you. Uh, you're, you're going to be able to stand even when the rains come down.
0: Yep. I and mean, most kind of hit on there that are, you know, we all have the same purpose, actually. That's to glorify God. So I think sometimes we might think, wow, I'm really good with numbers and I enjoy accounting. And so that's my purpose, to be a great accountant. And it's not. Your purpose is to bring glory to God. Now, he probably he gives us gifts and abilities and But those are to be employed or to be used to bring him glory, right? So if you're an accountant, it doesn't mean you leave your job and you go become a missionary in Africa. Maybe that's what he's calling you, too. I don't know. But it means, like, within your job, you can bring glory to God by doing incredible work with the tools he's already given you, right? And that's what, like, I used to be a teacher in a classroom, right? And now I work construction. And in the world's eyes, maybe it looks like I took a step down, you know, because maybe I don't make as much money as I used to or for whatever reason. But I don't feel that way at all. In fact, I there's great joy for me every day at work, no matter what I'm doing. I just enjoy it. And I know that's from God. And I'm trying to bring Him glory through my work. Just being a light to the people around me. Just reflecting Jesus. Right? Just and doing good work. Working as if I'm working for the Lord, because I am. And so I just go to work, and I've got a smile on my face, and I enjoy what I do, and I'm learning new skills. He's allowed, you know, he's putting that in my path. I get to learn new skills, get to bring them home and use them in my home, and it is ultimately fulfilling because I keep his purpose in front of me all the time. It's not about going to work to get a paycheck. Like, yeah, I get paid to go to work, and that's great. It's like a side effect, right? But I go to work to glorify God. And, and I, so work becomes so easy in that sense. I'm not watching the clock all the time. I'm not, like, you know, getting um, negative about certain roles I have to fill or certain things I have to do. Like, I just enjoy it no matter what I'm doing because that's God's purpose for me to glorify him, and I get to do that.
1: I just have to speak to the fact, and not to embarrass you or anything else, but, like, your the paycheck that's coming in is, like, one third of what it was in the middle of your pornography addiction yeah
0: yeah so in the middle of my pornography addiction I had a, a very good job as a technology consultant and I was you know traveling around the country to different conferences and different schools and I was um, teaching and yeah it was just a I enjoyed that job but it was in the middle of my pornography addiction a lot of bad things were happening but I was making three times as much then as I am now, and yet I was not fulfilled then.
1: No, and, you know, you talked about how you were cynical and negative yep. and sarcastic and just prideful and judgmental during that time. And now we tease him for, I don't know if you've seen the Lego movie, but we tease him for being Emmett the, from the Lego movie. He is just truly everything is awesome. Thing He is always sees the light at all times. I whether, do get made
0: fun of that. I mean, <laughs> Made fun of for that sometimes.
1: Primarily. That's okay. It's all right. Primarily by me. But um, it is great. I mean, truly, he sees the positive in everything. Even if they, what, no matter what they did at work, no matter what his paycheck says, no matter what things change around us, you are always positive. And it is not just a temporary thing. For the last four years, I have seen this change go from cynicism and bitterness to positivity and always seeing the light in every situation.
0: Doesn't that sound good? I can tell you that can really happen for you. I mean, if you're in that place where everything seems dark and you're negative all the time and you don't trust anything you see or hear and um, you just try to avoid people sometimes or keep conversations on a very surface level, right? That was a terrible way to live. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better now just to be able to be positive and not fake it, but just be genuinely positive and excited and enthusiastic about life and what God's doing and where we're headed. And it doesn't have to be determined by what my bank account says or by what day of the week it is. And it's just genuine. It just flows because it's not me. It's certainly not me, right? It's the Holy Spirit flowing through me. Right? All good things come from him. So inexplicable joy and and peace, the transcendent understanding. I get to have those things every day. So it's, it's easy to be enthusiastic when you have those things poured down on you. So that is available to you.
1: We used to make fun of people like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: now we are those people.
1: Now we are those people. But it's good. I mean, honestly, there are still days where I will go back to being a little bit... Well, what would you call it? Negative, for lack of a better word. But... Um, So sometimes when you're Emmett, it it can be really annoying. Um, But honestly, it's just because I want that. And I just have to refocus. I need to fix my eyes on him and that eternal mindset instead of what's going on around me. And you do a good job of doing that consistently. You do a much better job of doing it more consistently than I do. Um, But that's what we do now is we fix our eyes on the things to come. It's not about what happens this day. If I determine my attitude based on what the day holds it is going to be up and down constantly based on what somebody says to me based on who cut in front of me in line based on how my teenage daughters act towards me and so my my whole day will be determined on everybody else and if my kids turn out well then I can feel a sense of a good sense of purpose or if my marriage is great that day, then I'm, then I have a good sense of purpose. But when we fix our eyes on him and that eternal mindset and him as our purpose, glorifying God as our purpose, it is never changing. It is certain at all times, no matter if there's a coronavirus, no matter if there are riots happening around us, no matter if the world seems to be like going to hell in a handbasket, so to speak, it is, there's Glorifying God is a part of every single day and it is unshakable and it is unstoppable and there's nothing that can take it away.
0: But you can't just flip a switch and turn it on. <coughs> you have to get vertically aligned with what I call it and I've heard that before and you have to get to know God. right? You can't trust in somebody you don't really know. So I, the number one piece in, in play is you just have to get close to God which means you have to get in his word, you have to pray and you have to ask him to just come into your life and walk beside you and and he's right there you just have to open yourself up to hearing him and walking with him and and allowing his will to be in front of you all the time and it's not easy because the world there are so many channels of influence over us so many so much information coming in that you have to start to like turn those channels off so that you can hear him because in the bible a lot of times when he speaks it's a whisper he's not going to raise his voice over everything else coming in like your job is to weed that stuff out and to filter it out and to quiet yourself and quiet your mind so you can hear them, right now a huge thing for us has been really committing to every morning doing devotions getting in the word of god spending time there some days it might be like 10 minutes because there's a lot going on that day um I try to keep those days to a minimum, right? If I know I'm going to have a busy day, I try to get up a little earlier so I have, you know, at least half an hour to pray and to get into the Word, right? Or maybe, you know, watch uh, a short video or po- or listen to a podcast that'll also just help me understand the nature of God better, right? And other days, I might have a couple hours. You know, like a Saturday morning, I get up early and I might I might be able to spend a lot of time with God. You know, it just depends on the day, but... I really try to start my day out that way, helping just stay connected with my purpose, to glorify God. And it helps me to be in tune with His will so I know where He's leading me that day. And so when opportunities come up, I can make the most of them. But that is like the number one ingredient here to um, making your purpose glorifying God is you got to get in touch with Him. Because part of this is you have to develop trust. You have to be able to see what God is doing in your life, what He's already done in your life, right? And then to develop that faith, faith of things we haven't seen, right? That's faith. It's knowing that God is good, even though we don't always see what he's up to. So sometimes that means we have to look back and see what he's done in our lives. And so we try to commit to doing that often. I try to think back, oh, I remember when God you know, did this. I can remember a time when we were struggling to make mortgage payments. And one day in our our van, there was a check given to us in a card. And uh, it just said, I think you're friends in Christ. And there was a check for the exact Or it was cash. It was cash. But it was for the exact amount of what our mortgage payment was. Right? So, I mean, we just give thanks and try to always remember those things so that it just strengthens our trust, It strengthens our relationship. And we just remember that God is good, right? And we've felt that. We've seen it. We've experienced that. So I can go forward in this day certain of that truth that God is good. And certain of the truths I read in his word, because he has proven to be that what he says he is. But you have to get there. You know, that's not just you can't just hit that switch and suddenly have this this great faith, this great great trust. You have to develop that. And so your number one thing you have to do is spend time with him so that you can develop that relationship and, and develop that trust. That's huge. I can't I can't emphasize that enough.
1: I just wanted to read out of Colossians 3. The whole chapter of Colossians 3 is worth rereading and rereading just because it speaks to this, just your whole life becoming a sacrifice to God, just serving God and Him being your purpose. But I'll just read the last little part of it out of the message version. It says, Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way.
0: Amen to that.
1: (laughs) So we just hope that you are able to just look at and examine your purpose and what it has been in the past and just put it up against whether or not it is God's purpose. If it is glorifying God with your whole life, whatever he has given you through your children, through your marriage, through your job, through your talents, whatever it is, your purpose is to glorify God in those things.
0: Thanks for listening today. You can visit us at anewgrip.com for the latest podcast episodes and blog posts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at anewgrip or on Pinterest at anewgripministries.
1: Please let us know how we can come alongside you in this fight. Email us at anewgrip@gmail.com at gmail.com with any questions, needs, or prayer requests, and we will do our best to respond to your need. Your fight is our fight, and it matters to us.